When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. everybody welcome back to another episode of one of your favorite podcasts one of the best parts of your day your week your month mm-hmm. your year don't blame me i like all that well it is the festive season and it's time to be thankful and jolly and jolly. i think the most important part of that is whatever we can involve ourselves in and we are the podcast for you during this holiday season. Yeah. Maybe you're listening to us as you're driving to your childhood home. You're back in your hometown. You were just listening to Taylor Swift, Tis the Damn Season. 
and you're like, look at me, I'm driving by my local 7-Eleven. You're, you're thinking about like the park where you had your first kiss and, and your, your uh, ex hookup who still lives with their parents at home. And you're like, am I going to see them? And you're just driving around listening to us. If there's one person who that applies to, please let me know. Message us. I had a dream. Like my dream, you went to Arkansas, but turns out that was not a dream. Yeah, because this morning when you texted me, you're like, are we recording virtually? And I was like, are you flying to no, Arkansas? that's not how I phrased it. Hold on. I did it that more like you said. I inferred. No, you said. I think I said virtually, right? Yeah, that's what you Which said. Is diff- I said virtual, right? Okay, so like that was a leading question. You saw I was at my niece's birthday party. I know. So take in mind again, I looked and I was like, did I dream that? Because I did recently have a dream that my friend's husband cheated on her and it was like a whole fucking ordeal and she was like having a baby or whatever. And I remember I like was like the next day I was like, oh my God, I got to check her Instagram because I thought it was real life. And I looked and I was like, oh, that didn't happen. But also like we said, I said I was leaving on the ninth or 7th, whatever day it was. We've been planning on that. I think you liked when I said that I had just touched it. I think I even told you. I think we, we've we literally, we haven't been texting as much as we have because I've been el sicko. But I think we had a conversation about me being in Arkansas. No, here's the thing. I definitely knew at one point you were in Arkansas and then it was in the back of my head. I also sent you the children made drawings of me wearing a don't blame me shirt you look and you looked great but here's what i'm saying though like in my mind i was like oh she was in arkansas but because i had somebody visit from out of town they were supposed to come earlier it threw a Mm -hmm. wrench in the space-time continuum so for me it was like i have someone coming into town we were going to record virtually and then it was like we were going to have one last in-person one and so in my mind Mm -hmm. even though my timeline for my person, it pushed a week and my brain didn't catch up with like the, oh, we've pushed a week in all facets of your life. But also that person wanted to meet me and you told them I was out of town. No, I, I know. So you have to remember <laughs> that like, I know, like, it's like in my mind, I'm like, she's in Arkansas. But then the second that I'm confronted with, there's a 99% chance that she's in Arkansas. But Megan, don't fuck up, double check. Because my, in my mind, I was like, maybe the whole thing was that she was going and then she was like going to come back and she'd like finish something. And then she was like going to go like later. And then in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, Megan, be a better listener. Like she, pro- she probably told you all of this stuff and you just can't remember. And so I wanted to play it cool. I didn't want to be like, if you were like, Megan, and you told you I was going for like the weekend and then I'm coming back, I'm finishing this thing and then I'm going back. And so I was just like, virtual, right? Like we're just checking on the same page. Okay. I think it makes total sense considering I can't even place the civil war on a timeline. I think it is very valid that someone rescheduling their trip by a week would confuse me that that means everything else would also change by a week. But why would I go come and then go back and then come back? Melissa, I had the same question when that part of my brain said, maybe she did that. I was like, that's stupid and illogical. Like, she shouldn't have as done that. Long as, as long as you've known me, when have I stayed like less than two weeks in Arkansas? Again, in my mind, I was arguing with fictitious Mar- Melissa being like, that's that's a stupid idea. You shouldn't have done that. And the other part of my brain goes, maybe she didn't do that because that is stupid. And I was like, but maybe she did. But I thought, okay. enough, like again, it's not like I said in person, right? 
That would have been ridiculous. I said virtual, right? What would I have in LA that I would need to come back and finish? Well, you know what it was? You know what the, what the thing that actually made me go? Because I was like, oh no, we're definitely recording. Like, yeah, she's gone. Like, this is why we pushed it thir- like Thursday. Like, I, I know what we're doing, whatever. But then it was, you reposted someone about the doing the audiobook, And I was like... Yeah, but I've never recorded an audiobook in person. I've done all of them virtual. I know, but she said such glowing things about you that I go, I feel like maybe they meant first. I shone through. That's how bright my star is. That's how much this diamond sparkles. Right now, I just have to say, based on the quality of your streaming video to me, you are, you, your personality is shining through. She didn't even see me because there's no camera wow. in the booth. Wait, so it's like back in the day of early podcasts when you had your first video on camera and everyone's like, I knew Melissa would be beautiful. I loved her voice. Yeah. That's really what it was. Yeah, I was just talking. I was just talking to her. I've Most of the people, unless they have a home studio, the um, studios that are like actual studios, they don't have cameras in it. So I never see the people. Oh. We'll usually like follow each other on on Instagram or something, but I never actually see them. Okay. Well, welcome to Don't Blame Me. We are, if you didn't catch from all that, recording virtually. So if you are watching on Patreon, I advise you do because Melissa is gracing our presence with a festive accessory. She's got a Santa sleigh dildo I'm up her ass. That's what I said. I'm excited. Uh-huh. It's a wreck. Hard as a rock. And I am uh, modeling Melissa's gift to me, a giant wearable blanket, which has been <laughs> my favorite thing in the world. And now I have to buy Mott's one. I will be coughing. My voice, as you hear, is not all the way there. You know, maybe this all stems from me trying to change my voice. And now it's You know, deeper I almost made that big. joke. And I was like, I feel yeah. like, and then I heard how much you were still coughing. I was like, it's too soon, Megan. Don't. Yeah. I mean, now it. it's even deeper. So I knew that was going to be my joke. But I was like, the universe, you saying you were getting back to your original voice universe is giving you a fucking Elizabeth Holmes treatment. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just going to have the raspy as fuck one. <laughs> uh, huh. So that's, you obviously have all been listening to replay episodes. And I just have to say, I re listened to the Cami one that came out. Mm-hmm. Last Monday. And I was dying because I was like, wow, even though it's been year, like only a couple of years, like our voice, both of our, like all three of our voices, mostly her and I sound like we sound younger, but mm-hmm. our cadence of like how we talk. And I was like, wow, this is like for listeners on the podcast. I'm like, it's so obvious how quickly we became, all three of us became like fast friends. Like we're all talking the same way we talk now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, and we literally met her 30 seconds before. And I was like, this is yeah. so sweet. Kismet. I just knew when I saw her on that screen, I said she's going to be your friend. So thank you all for being understanding that we were hit. One, a half of us was hit by the uh, trifecta. We don't know mm-hmm. what it was, but you were hit with a subsidiary. Yeah, I don't it. know what it is. Some type of infection, sinus, coughing, whatever. My friend who... I uh, received it from, I guess, her child. Uh, She has the exact same thing. Doesn't live in California anymore. It lives in Chicago. And 
was diagnosed and given the exact same medication. So whatever it is, it's the same thing, but they don't know what it is. Do they call it a sinus infection and they just call it like a That's what I call it. Yeah. Because the way that that stuff was backed up and coming up and I've never done a sinus rinse before. Have you ever done one? Bitch, I got my nose done. So. Oh, yeah, you had to. They freaked me out. For good reason. I was like, I was at a point where I was like, I have to do something. And at, I'd say three o'clock in the morning, I ordered one from CVS through DoorDash. It arrived and I did it. And the things that came out, I was like, wow, that is in me. It was like a colonic for my nose. Yeah. And I was, and then the way I could breathe after, I was so impressed. And I was like, I've been living in misery for years when I could have been doing it. Well, the thing about them is what grossed me out is that I had that roommate when I lived in that condo. Yeah. She used to do them like every day, but like in the kitchen. Nope. Nope. Right. Those are to be done in the shower or the bathtub. And that's literally it. Right. And so I was disgusted by them. So I was like, I'm never doing that shit. But now I'm like, I'm probably I'm probably going to do it at least once a week. I can't I don't I can't breathe most of the time anyway. So you're using distilled, probably, yeah. sterile, distilled. Of course. Water. OK, good. Of course. No, I know. I just I really wish they put it on the packaging like you must do this because you can get a brain eating fungus like that's like the re- it's. Not just like, oh, it'll burn or it's not good or whatever. Yeah. It's like, no, oh, no, I read the whole packet before I did it. Okay. And it said, well, I, not the whole packet. I read on the website about everything to do because I was like, I got to be careful with this. When I read everything on the website, I was like, okay, got it. So when I did the order, I ordered some distilled water with it too. The experience of it afterwards is great, but I've never been able to like do it well because it is just like drowning yourself. And like that is. Do you like use like the is. actual neti pot or the squeezy bottle? Uh, I did both, and the thing I had to, the thing that helped me, and my surgeon was like, I mean, it makes sense, but like, so it would just, especially because I wasn't sick, and it was mostly like not to be gross, everyone, but like, yeah, I had you know surgery in my nose. So there's like clot, blood clots. There's like skin and a lot of uh, like some tissue packing sort of things as well as like I had splints. So I didn't have like dry tissue, but also like you don't breathe through your nose for a while. And so they shave your nostrils. And so that's what catches things. And so instead it just becomes, they don't harden. Like your like your mm-hmm. snot doesn't harden. It doesn't get any of that. So it's just like really like thick. I just found that it would so quickly like start to go down my throat, even when I would be doing that. And so I just found if I keep your mouth open and breathe through your mouth. (laughs) Well, so I can't, that's, that's too internal for me to remember to do. So I would just yell and then do it. And that would help like pushing out from my mouth and going, ah, (laughs) then it would go up and then it wouldn't go into my throat. Yeah. So yeah, I would just make sure I was breathing heavily through my mouth. And then it went again, I read everything in the packet and then watch videos like I was very well researched before I did it but the best is when like it's I mean there are some like I I probably lost five pounds like just out of the shit in my head and there was one that I remember like I got like 80 what I thought was 80 percent of it out and it was it was a girthy little fucker and so I was like okay let me just pull it and I pull it and it was it was like an orgasm like well I'm happy that you are on the mend. Thank you. And 
everybody's going to send you messages about how sexy your voice sounds and how they're like loving this 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 new raspy smelly cat voice smelly cat yeah i'm gonna start doing dipsy oh this is the time this is the time for you you should keep the coughing in there do you think that's anyone's king yeah probably everything is always king do you think that they're just like constantly aroused in covid then yeah do you think there's like a moral dilemma too of like oh no i'm being aroused and there's a respiratory illness that's killing people. And here I am jerking off to it. And <laughs> I feel conflicted. I feel aroused. But I'm guilty. conflicted while I'm flicking. Like a, a guilty boner. A remorseful yeah. boner. Wait, that sounds like mm-hmm. a perverted, like, like uh, we picture say, book. I feel like we, we, I feel like we had something about a remorseful boner at some point. I don't know. We've said this. We've said these words. I'm telling you right now, I'm putting it in my notes app and I'm having no deja vu of ever doing that before. I don't think it was something that we wrote down, but I think we talked about it. That's an iconic word combination. I would have written it down. (laughs) I've definitely used that word combination before. Because it's like it's like the adult version of like the friendly toaster. Like it's just like two words there. Perfect. Combining. You know what? It's it's a Reddit saying. Oh, it is? It'll, somebody will post something weird and they'll be like, remorseful boner or the weirdest fap I've ever had. I know that. Uh-huh. Faps and confusion. But remorseful boner is in it. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So I guess I can't just uh, take over all of this. It's fine. It's fine. Anyways, we're excited to be back. We're excited to hop into... The episode, we're also excited for the future of holiday episodes as we're both going embarking on to our respective little holiday locations. We talked about this offline. We've called for calls the last couple of episodes asking like, hey, everyone send in new calls. Please, we need varying things. We need we need more things. But specifically, now that we're heading into the holiday break where people, you might be visiting people, you might be on vacation, spending time with your significant other or their family, or whatever that is, I expect it is your duty, little fuckers, listeners, it is your duty. Now is the time for you to call us locking yourself in the bathroom at a fucking holiday party. This is the time for the whisper calls of being mm-hmm. like, my fucking mother, like, come on. This is the time for you to call when you're in the thick of it, into the thick of it. And mm-hmm. we are seriously looking forward to that. We want to hear all of the mess, the shit show, everything. That is happening this holiday season. And again, I think we brought this up last year, but we have vaccines now. So you don't need to, te- like, you can call us about, you know, you're, you're, you're with other people. This isn't uh-huh. the same regulations we put up. Um, it wasn't regulations. We just weren't picking calls that were being reckless. But can you still be reckless while you are vaccinated? Yes. But morally, I am more okay listening to it. <laughs> I I started to tell say this before, but I had a dream about. Oh yeah, I cut you off. This guy I went to high school with, never dated him, never had any in college, never had any interest in dating him ever in life. I haven't talked to this man since 2007. For some reason, I had a a very erotic dream about him. Do you like? I think that like when we die. We should be able to get a log of all of the people who have had yeah. erotic dreams about us. 
And like, yes, we should be able to then be like, okay, click to expand more. Like I should be able to get more information if I want it, like when it was, what they thought about it. But I should even just be able to know without any further information, just that it happened. Mm-hmm. It's so weird how the fucking psyche works. Because I guess yeah. in dreams, you can't like make up faces. It like is always going to be either a combination of faces that you've seen before or someone that you know or anything like that. So it's like, it's as if they just like swap with whatever face and like for some yeah. reason that's the face and then you have to deal with the repercussions of having had an erotic dream about that person. And I was like, of all times, why? I come to Arkansas, haven't thought about this fan in a long ass time. Is he single? No. You already looked I imme- Of course him. I immediately <laughs> looked after I had the dream. Is he cute? Yes, he's cute, but he's married and has children and also very much loves Jesus. <laughs> Okay, well, this I was going to say, so he, it's a disturbing dream, but it's a little less disturbing if he is attractive. But he wasn't cute when I knew him before. So what version of He's him become was cute. railing you in your dream? It was a new version. But oh, I haven't, better. but the thing is, like, I don't, under, like, I haven't seen him. So I don't know how I knew this new your version. Your brain was clocking Facebook posts. I'm not on Facebook. I don't even follow him on Instagram. Wait, I have so not. How do you know his new I face? I literally have not seen this man. I don't. Maybe, maybe I just randomly saw him while I was out and didn't realize it was him. And then my brain was remembered that it was him. But like, I literally have. And maybe I like I'm saying like, as I was coming in, I might have saw him. But like, I have not been in the same room at this as this man. Since it was actually his holiday party in tw- in 2007. This is a toxic Hallmark movie. Yes. This Or this is like, she's like, do porn? Like distributors make like, like Christmas movies? Because this would be one. Yeah. Like yeah, I had an erotic do. dream about you. And I didn't like, I didn't, blah, blah, your holiday party. It's like, well, the holiday party's here again. Right. Would you like to... Suck on my candy cane. There you go. How am I making him sound like Santa? Well, it goes with the season. Well. Oh, I had a sex dream too. About who? I don't know, but I just fucking remembered it. Because I was just about to ask you, I'm like, well, like, did you, did the dream end before the good stuff? Like, how did it end? And yeah, I just remember, I, never, I was like, oh, none I... None of my sex dreams ever, like, maybe the tip, but they never go past that. No, because I had a... I'm literally now just remembering I had a dream that was like, you know, when you wake up from a dream when you're falling mm-hmm. all the time, I had that, but I was like having an orgasm in my dream. And then I just woke up and I was like, well, that was that actually sounds kind of hot. It, no, it was it was nice. But then I woke up and then I was like, well, I'm clearly not like it was like I, I would have liked a dream. Megan could have finished because awake mm-hmm. Megan. I've never finished in a dream. It was like falling two stories before you hit the ground. It was the same. Mm-hmm. It was the beginning of the crescendo of an orgasm. And then I woke up. Yeah. And I was like, first of all, yes, please wake me up before Dream Megan smashes onto the ground. But like, don't wake me up before Dream Megan finish it. Get she's smashed. just trying to get, yeah, she, she's just, she's just putting in some honest work. Let mm-hmm. her have a little, let her have a little reward. I don't sleep well. Let me have it. Right. Uh, well, if you are brand new here, hi, welcome. What an episode to kick you off on. So happy to have you here. And uh, this is the lowdown. We give you wonderful, amazing, life-changing advice. And you might be wondering, (laughs) they're funny. They're clearly sexual. They think they're hilarious and they're hot. How can they also be qualified to give advice? And to that, I say, shh. Just listen. 
that stop asking so many questions follow along like a sheep you are a blind sheep bah bah see if fox news knew who we were they would have a field day with that clip just follow welcome to my i'm just pushing my agenda to be on fox news Maybe that is my agenda. If you want to hear more about my agenda, agenda, stay tuned for this week's episode of But Am I Wrong? Coming out on Thursday. Mm -hmm. You probably know know just as much about her agenda right now as you will on Thursday. I have learned nothing new about my agenda. You will (laughs) learn nothing new. It is my agenda is my agenda. But head on over to our DMs or our comment section and tell me what our agenda is. Mm -hmm. We'd like to know. So we're going to... Give some advice by listening to your voice memos and your voice mails. So if you want to call in for an upcoming episode and get advice, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. You have three minutes on both the voice memo and the voicemail that goes from the time that you start talking, like after the beep and you start recording. And to make best use of that time, we demand strongly encourage recommend asterisk demand beg plead for you to practice write everything down i don't beg anybody anything for anyone not even in your dream you weren't begging Uh -uh. to get railed by Uh -uh. your hometown christian husband (laughs) happily married (laughs) husband with children you you disrespect for it you sexually he was a sexual (laughs) deviant in your dream Mm-hmm. Wow, I can really see how religious trauma would like really fuck with people. Like for people who believe that there's like an almighty power who not only knows everything, but can see everything, including your dreams. And then being and like, what if he was like, that was a, a a message from God that we should rail each other. That would be me as the devil. What if you had a dream that you had sex with God, but God was like in your iteration of what you were taught, it was like very anti, like, I would combust. Well, as the scripture says, we are all made in the image of God. So does that not make it God anyway? Oh, I thought the whole, the, I thought you were making a comment about how like, then you would only fuck God if God, God's only in to like mask for mask. Like God's only into people who look like him, her. Like it, mm-hmm. it's but like- we're how, all in his image. So therefore- you're always fucking that feels incestual (laughs) that feels like if we're all in the same image then we all got the same dad or mom or whatever it is and that is daddy no mommy do people call god dad no (laughs) they call him the the they call jesus the son of god but no one's just like i mean you do say father though oh that's where my mind okay you do say father so technically, no daddy. So our father, which our daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna write the new Melissa version because there's like so many new versions of the Bible, and I'm gonna write the Melissa version, and it'll be like it's a dipsy ash. Mm-hmm. Make a joyful noise until daddy. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the joyful noise. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah daddy. Wow. Ooh. Anyways, I'm getting struck by lightning now. 
Hey, I am depending I am on where a Christian, it hits you. so I can make these jokes. <laughs> Are you saying that loudly for God to hear you? You said that into no, the for mic our, for God. No, to our listeners, oh, okay. he can. He's omnipresent, so he already knows okay. what I'm thinking. Yeah, he knows. But this is for dream. our listeners that may think that I'm being insensitive to Christianity. I'm not Christian, and I am being insensitive to Christianity. <laughs> And that's okay. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, the best practice to get the best call is to write everything down that you want to say word for word, verbatim. Literally write a script, then pull your phone out or any other form of thing to keep time. Time yourself. Make sure it's under three minutes. If it's less and you needed to add more things, if it's too much, like cut things out. We do ask that you include your ages. If there's multiple people in the situation that you're telling us about, include their ages as well. If it's a relationship, how long you've been dating, if you're friends, how long you've been friends, all of like the core important info that can help us give the best possible advice. And if you would like to let us know your pronouns and other people in the uh, story, please do. We do ask that you give full names, fake names, just full fake names because... It is way too hard to uh, remember things that are mm-hmm. A, B, and the and the numbers. Of pe- yeah, no, no, no. This is let's pare it down. And you have to be eighteen over or have your parents' permission. Yeah. Let's roll the tapes and give some wonderful advice. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Um, <clears throat> I called in a couple months ago. I had a really messy breakup with my long-term boyfriend, and your advice was really good. It was very helpful. So. I ended up having, like, that situation with me was pretty nasty, but thankfully, like, I, it's all done now. I have not talked to my ex for a month, so my question is, or I guess the situation I'm now in. So, I have moved to a new city right around the time my breakup was happening, and I've been dating a little bit, but I recently, I think I've kind of had my first real crush since ending that relationship the past, like, this past couple of weeks, so... Essentially what happened is I had a friend from college who invited me to a party one weekend and I wasn't able to go because I was already planning to get to town, but I was looking through like the webpage of like who all she invited and there's this guy from college that I didn't really know, but we like, I knew of him and we had some like classes together and stuff and I was like, oh, he's like, really cute. Like, I wonder what he's up to. And I thought about maybe like trying to find him on social media, but didn't really do anything with it. Well then, earlier this week I was on a dating app and I was swiping and I ended up coming across him on the dating app and so we ended up matching he messaged me and we like were exchanging messages a little bit and like he you know said that he goes like the empty class together and we were just chatting a bit and then we ended up like it was kind of late when we were having this conversation so I just assumed he went to sleep but and you know the conversation ended on like I had asked him a question he like asked me and I responded and I asked like you know what about you um and then it's been a few days and I haven't heard back from him just kind of bummed me out because I don't know he's kind of like the first one I feel like I'd really be interested in I feel like part of it is I just like hate digging apps and like hate it takes me a long time to feel like I know if I actually like somebody so I feel like in this situation since we went to the same school so the same thing I feel like we already have a lot in common and we have a lot of mutual friends so I, I assume that like I would potentially like him um and I just like think he's really cute and I haven't had a guy since I've moved to my new city that I've like just I've really been interested in but I just like a little bit bummed out and like obviously I get people are busy and things and he very well could message me back in a few days and just have been busy with work or something like that but 
don't know. I just feel like a little bit ridiculous. I don't know if I should like reach out to him again. Um, I don't think it's like, I get that it's not that big of a deal. And if I didn't have like mutual friends with him, I probably just would do that. But I don't want to like come across as, I don't know, just like silly since we have mutual friends. I don't know. I guess my question is just how should I deal with like having like my first real crush after having like kind of a traumatic breakup? And should I just like shoot my shot, reach out if I'm really interested? I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I don't think you have a crush on this person. I think logically, this makes a lot of sense. Emotionally, I think that like, I think you're misconstruing that logic part of you as like a oh, this is like a, I, I really like, this is, this is the first crush or whatever, but like on paper, yeah, this fucking sounds perfect. You have mutual friends. You had already been like, you saw that he was on like invited to this thing. And so you're like, oh, I should like see what he's doing. But then you, you didn't, but he was already on your mind. And then he comes across on a dating app. It feels like serendipitous. And it's like, oh, wow. And that second encounter of seeing him on a dating app, you didn't bother to look him up after the invite, Mm -hmm. even though you were like, oh, I would have like, you know, I thought about it, but I didn't. But the second chance, like seeing him or whatever, I think that's kind of made heightened these these feelings that weren't initially there. And then when you think about it in the sense of like, oh, wow, we have so many mutual friends. So we would probably get along well, we probably have a lot of the same interests. I think like, yeah, I would probably feel like the exact same way that it's like, oh my gosh, I really like this would be so perfect. And like, I don't mean easy in a bad way but like after a tumultuous breakup like this sounds like what rom-coms are made of this sounds like the perfect kind of relationship that you want afterwards and I I think that like I'm not going to discourage you from shooting your shot I'm just merely going to like say that if I were you I would just try and massively slow your role because I have also I'm I am the queen of like building up people in my head and being like well this would be so nice this would be so easy and like this would be perfect like I'm the same way it takes me a long time to like like somebody and if we already have friends we're already in the same social group like that checks off one of those boxes already and then I will put myself out there shoot my shot or whatever and I've done this in the past and then the opportunity comes and I realize I'm like oh shit I don't actually like you that Mm -hmm. much and I liked you on paper. And so I just don't think that you should shoot your shot because I don't know if, I don't know if you want to shoot your shot. And you got to do that when you know him, present day him. You need to know current him from him a little mm-hmm. bit more. Otherwise, I think you're gonna, it's a slippery slope of continuing to like build him up in your head. But I also don't think that there's anything wrong with following up in a, a, a message like I don't think that you're not asking him out do you know what I mean yeah I agree because I think what it was was like yeah he seems cool when you saw him in person and then you saw him on a dating app and you're like this is meant to be this is a sign and then what's that you, called like when you like think of something like kismet no 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 so it's like it's when I keep wanting to say survival, survivor's bias. It's not that, but it's another like two word combination of a thing of like when you, you're like how people suddenly will start seeing the number two, two everywhere. And it's just mm-hmm. because you saw it once saw and it. then yeah. like it's something confirmation. Yeah. Confirmation bias? Oh no. Yeah. Com- confirmation bias is the 10 cherry pick information that confirms our existing beliefs or ideas. So it can be used in the same 
sort of thing. So if you start to think that you like some like him more in the sense of like this then becomes a sign. It's not the most eloquent way to describe it. The other one makes more sense. Yeah. Also known as the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon or is or frequency bias. Frequency bias. I knew there was one bias. Sorry, continue. Yeah, you have that. And now you're building up what could be. And, you know, if you actually have a crush, cool. You know, like explore it, but just keep that in mind. But I think that's kind of how crushes work sometimes. It's like you just feel like you have something in common and then you might see that person again and you're like, okay, I I have a crush. There's nothing wrong with having a crush or even putting that as the title of what this is because you are thinking about what could be. And I think that's part of having a crush. Yeah, I I just think the mutual friend aspect is the part where you have to be careful because the way that you're saying, oh, I don't want to like come on too strong because we have mutual friends. I think that to be cautious of not that, but along the lines of like, sometimes friends can be like, oh my gosh, like, let me set you up. This is going to be great. And then all these Mm -hmm. other people are invested and you don't necessarily know if you're invested yet. Or you ask friends and they're going to talk him like so much. Oh, he's so great. It's so amazing. Like you might not hit it off. So I would, you know, keep the crush close to your chest and, and don't do your best to not dwindle in the fantasy of like how convenient and like great this would be. Because even if he's awesome, if you let that build up in your head, he will without a doubt disappoint you. And it could be a great relationship and he could be totally it. But if you build him up too much, it's not going to be him because it's also not going to be anyone. No one can live up to that. But I'm excited for you after like a tumultuous breakup and shit. Like get out there. Get out there. And you'll probably see him at another party or something soon. Yeah. If you have a mutual friend, you'll see him again. He'll have another chance. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think that there's something cool about you've put, you've put yourself out there. You've messaged or whatever. And then kind of like letting him as much as you can, like go to the back of your brain and then seeing him in person again. I think that would be a great way for you to see like, oh, am I, into him once there's the cool down period. Mm -hmm. So let us know what happens. I'm invested. Me too. We love a holiday hookup. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm a longtime listener. been listening since I was like 16. And now I'm a 20-year-old female. She has pronouns and I'm calling in for advice on a living situation. So I'm currently a junior in college. However, I'm starting grad school next year, which is super exciting. Um, yeah, I just found out. So my problem is I don't know where to live next year. I've lived on campus all three years of college because we are required to for three years. Um, so I don't really have any experience living off campus. A few terms I have is that I do want to live at home this year. I don't want to live near where my school is because I need to be saving all my money and not using it on rent. I will be able to, I won't be able to work much next year because it's so class heavy in my first year of grad school. So. The second problem is I know a lot of leases are 12 months and not wanting to live on campus this summer. And then the next summer, I'll have to do an internship that's not going to be where I'm living. So really, I'm not only going to be living in this town for like seven months at a time. So I don't want to sign a 12-month lease and dealing with the subleaser seems stressful. But I do have a few options. So my first option is that my roommate I currently live with, um, the three-bedroom apartment that we would split with three people, 
It's a very nice apartment, pretty new. The only problem is $750 per person per month, not including utilities. This may not seem like a lot, but here in the mid, like the Midwest area, it's quite a bit to me, especially being a college student. Um, so the thing is, it's technically cheaper month to month than what I pay for campus housing. However, I'm not living on campus year-round, so overall I would be spending less on campus than off campus. And like just dealing with the subleaser sounds stressful. Um, my second option is that my boyfriend of three years, male 21, he, him, his mom has offered for me to live with her for free. The problem with that plan is that she lives an hour away from campus and I would have to commute. A lot of people think I'm crazy for wanting to do that, but I've driven a lot in the past, so I'm kind of used to it. And it would just save a lot of money, even though, like, I would be paying for gas and wearing hair in the car, but the rent is just so unfeasible for me. Um, my boyfriend and I do long distance. He's, like, 16 hours away, so that's why living with him isn't an option, this, like, until a few years from now, or, like, a year from now, whatever. But I do get a well very long, which is very well with his mom, and she's also a nurse, which I will not be going to nursing school, but she could be helpful. So, I don't know. Is this going to be a bad idea, do you think, living with her? Yeah, we get along very well, but, yeah, just let me know. Do you think this will cause a strain on my relationship? I'm very sensitive and I'm nervous because it's my first time calling in. I'm a Taurus. Thank you, guys. Bye. You really only have two options that you want to consider. Because subleasing is not one that you want to consider. So, what about a good old-fashioned pro-con list? Yeah. I will say, though, like you said that most leases are 12 months. Have you looked around the college? Because a lot of times in college towns, they don't do 12-month leases. They'll have it where it's flexible. They'll have like three, six, nine, 12 months. Yeah. I mean, I think so. she's saying she wants to live farther doesn't want wants to live a little farther off campus because a potential the a, whatever the internship is won't be there. I will say though that like a summer internship is like what three months. So like mm-hmm. I think it would be instead of trying to find something that's kind of like equidistance from school and like all of the possible locations you would have an internship. I think it's better to be closer to school and then I think it's better to commute for three months than seven. And so. Yeah. I would do something a little closer and Melissa's like, that's right. Like if you have a higher likelihood of getting places that are month to month or six month leases or whatever that is around schools, but also even if places aren't listed at, um, as like a month to month or whatever those like leases are, you can, even if it's listed, listed as a 12 month lease, you can always ask like, would you be open to whatever this lease is, especially like a, if you are moving, if it would be like an apartment complex, because like sometimes you can even be like, would you be open to this? And then you would have my permission or you'd have my permission to like use my apartment as like a, the, the model apartment for people to come tour mm-hmm. when like or during- like a co- somebody that's like a summer student, you know, like they could sublease it. Yeah. Like when you when you're against le- subletting because it seems like a, a headache, what a is that subletting in general? Like, I think you subletting someone else's place, like that would stress me out more. But subletting mm-hmm. my place for a couple months isn't is not as rough. Um, but seven fifty a month per room is a lot, especially if yeah. you're not trying to spend 
any, like you're trying to like save money, like it's really hard to save when you're spending mm. 750 a month. So, I mean, I think that like there is a reality in which you move in with your boyfriend's mom and it's great and there's like no boundary issues and it's kind of just like a pleasant roommate situation and she keeps to herself, you keep to herself. And I also think there's a lot of realities where that's not the case and Mm -hmm. that like you might feel an obligation to kind of be on and like perform a little bit and like be a never really feel to feel relaxed because you feel like not only are you a guest, but you're a guest essentially at your mother-in-law's and, or if there's like an issue with your, like your boyfriend or or something, and especially like long distance and he comes to visit. So does that mean like you haven't seen each other in like a couple months and he's coming back to his mom's house and that's where you guys are going to finally have sex for the, Mm -hmm. you know, and then she's privy in that sense. She's privy to a lot of your pretty much only your private interactions and like your personal ones. And that can be a really not to come to like mother-in-law's defenses or whatever, but that can be a really (laughs) tempting uh, place to then speak on where a lot of mother-in-laws like like to infer and, you know, say their opinions on something. But when she will be kind of there for all of your interactions, then it, it might get, in your head a little bit more and it might feel like she has more weight and merit. She might feel like she has more agency to say something. So I think like maybe you would maybe doing just like, um, honestly, maybe doing a trial run of like, I'm going to stay with her for like, if you're starting, I don't know about like the summer when you, before you go to grad school, if you would be looking for an internship at that point. But I think if you can do the staying with the mom as a temporary summer thing and see how it goes versus a whole school year, because you're going to get hit with a lot more ups and downs within the school year. And you're going to be win a lot of a higher, you're going to be in a high pressure situation in both, but just for a longer period of time. So I think if, It's, I think there's a chance it could work out, but I think you should probably try and make the stakes a little bit lower. Yeah. And I also recommend that if you do move in with her, maybe offer, since you, I, I, I'm, since you were going to pay, if that's an option, pay 750 a month, that means that you do have some money, then offer to pay if she's like, no, I don't want you to pay rent, offer to pay some like bills or something. Cause I think that sometimes, and I'm not, I don't know if who this lady is or how she is, but some people like treat it like, this is my house. These are the rules. And then like hold that over you. But like, if you can offer to pay some bill and that's still significantly cheaper than what you're paying, you could be paying for rent and bills then I would do that um, just because people just they, people just get weird. Even when they don't try to be, they do. Well, it, yeah, it, it's resentment that builds and you don't even realize it. You just kind mm-hmm. of start it at a level of like, I'm doing a good deed. And then there's an expect, there's a, there's a sublim, like a 
unconscious, an unconscious expectation of how someone should react to that. And you can be so grateful, but after a while, you can't be full-time grateful. You have to like go to school and do all this other stuff. And then sometimes that can be hard for someone to recognize that like, oh, this is just, you've gotten used to this and this is whatever it is. Like, I fully agree. Mm -hmm. Like, I think like paying some bills, maybe by groceries. Yeah. Or even offer to be like, you know, if she's like, you know, you can like stay here for free and save money. It's like, okay, well, I will contribute X amount of dollars for utilities per month. Mm -hmm. And I would, I would do more than your share of utilities in that. And, um, the like, I can buy, I can, I I can buy groceries, like whether it's, I can buy groceries once a week or I can buy groceries once I can buy all my own groceries. And then I can buy groceries once a month for you. Like I can, or even just being like, I can cook dinner three nights Mm -hmm. a week. I can meal prep food for you, for you to bring to work. I can, I can clean. I can reorganize like your bookshelves. Like I can do some things and like, I would I would make all of that because A, then you'll also feel more comfortable because you're contributing. So it then becomes at least somewhat more a shared space and you're not a guest because that's, I can't even poop when I'm at somebody else's house. Like, so like I, you need to have a little level of like, I, I deserve to be here because I'm, Mm -hmm. you deserve to be there regardless of what you're bringing to it. But like, I'm earning psychologically. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I I feel like I can stand my ground when I don't want to do something and I don't feel like I'm being a difficult quote unquote guest. Mm-hmm. And I would do whatever you decide that you're going to do. I would get it in writing and I would I would have it be like a like essentially like a like a job, not like a oh, I will do this as I see fit, but as a goods and services exchange right. and something that's done on a regular basis and on a schedule. So then you both know, you both have expectations of each other and you can both uphold your end of the ag- agreement. And it's not so much of like a fuzzy gray area because I think that's where the resentment will build. And not only between you and her, but also between potentially you and him. And I think like, if you can kind of create a more like, somewhat rigid structure it also will i think probably prevent some awkward interactions where like you both of you might feel like oh we're both just at the house like what are we going to do should we talk should we hang out and like mm-hmm. that kind of obligation and then maybe you're talking too long and you're like why can't i shut up and i'm going to start oversharing about these things but when you have when you both know like oh she comes home from work on tuesday uh, from grad school on tuesdays and she makes dinner and then she watches her show like you have these kinds of routines I think like any other interactions you have outside of those, there's just more likely that they will be positive because that's, you're not leaving room, like really large gaps and spaces for both of you to kind of figure out how to fill that relationship time. And I also just want to put this out there, which, you know, hopefully it won't happen, but what happens if you and your boyfriend break up? Then what happens in that situation? Do you have, I just want you to think about that. Yeah. And that's why you need to have this stuff in, in writing. And especially Mm -hmm. I think you need to have, I would have like someone look over or some, even if you can pull up like a a legal temp, like a, uh, a lease template online, something that involves you 
paying monetary money, even if it's a little bit, because that's also usually what protects you in Mm -hmm. eviction stuff. So she can like kick you out if you're staying there as a guest with nothing. I mean, depending on where you are, there's squatters rights and that stuff. But like, if you enter in a formal agreement and you do break up, she then can't like kick you out and not give you like you know, you're like they're you're protected more and i think like you're even if even if the relationship is great and everything is great it just is that fail safe there so you'll probably be less on edge and yeah nervous and, and but also not financially or legally like mentally what kind of hold that'll have on you both you and the uh essentially mother-in-law yeah like I yeah I I just my mom just brought some food in. Would you oh, like she... to say hi? Yes. Hello. Oh, I'm here. loving the collar in this. This is very cute. What is this shirt? This is cute shirt. shirt. What's the shirt? Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm <gasps> wonderful. She's a podcaster now. Talk with your real voice. I am talking with my real voice. No, you're not. Well, Melissa's trying to talk with her real voice, but she's too sick to do that. Yeah, but I'm so glad she's home. Oh, my baby! Uh, you get you get all of them under one roof. I've got all of them. Yes, that's fun. I was showing my dad pictures of all the nieces and nephews and how it's literally like copy paste on everyone's faces, and he was like, "That family has the strongest genes I've ever seen." I was like, "I know, I know." <laughs> Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see you. I'm coming out either in May or in the summer. <gasps> this is news so to me. Fun. Can't wait. We'll okay. do so many fun things. Oh, great. Melissa, we'll do Disneyland, won't we? She can't hear me. We'll do Disneyland. No. We'll make her do okay. it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Melissa. Oh, you get on your Santa hat. It's so cute. Of course. I told her that you and I would love to take her to Disneyland. Why would you say that? Because it's funny. Oh, my God. That was so funny. And the best part was your just clueless face being like, and I'm like, she has no idea. I think you've got options here, but I will say revert to a Rory Gilmore pro con list and then write down everything that could happen and how you're going to solve it. And if you end up picking the mother-in-law, get get a contract. And uh, thanks for aging with me. <laughs> 16. Wow. And you're 20 now. What a time. What a I time. like get, as a Leo, I feel proud as if I've done something when I find out that someone listens to the podcast or like is a fan or anything that I've done and they're like oh I'm in grad school and I'm like I did that and I'm like no Megan you didn't do anything but here I am claiming credit help with emotional support and I think that's important I think that's very important and that's what I plan to do as a parent you my child will either be tutored by Mots or they will have a professional tutor and I'm here to provo- provide emotional support be a cheerleader and humor. That's what I'm here yeah. for. I like it. And fashion support. <laughs> I'm here for that. 
I'll buy you gauchos if you want them, even if they're ugly. (laughs) All right, let's take a break. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time. And I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a a, a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good I've even like had it on like ice and been like I'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and I just I love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not 
getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy delicious shake and they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit which lets you sample all the flavors for only nine dollars Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like... <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying 
It's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller, and 100% multifaceted joyride. <gasps> when I tell you that, I was like, sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns, but that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. And we're back. Should we play the rest of the tapes? Let's do it. Hello. I am a 23-year-old girl, and I have a best friend who is 26, and then another girl who is 32. And we are coworkers and friends, close friends. And the I know, like, trio friendships have a very bad reputation in society, but one of the girls is starting to be a bad friend and me and the other girl are trying to decide like if it's our job to teach her how to be a better friend or if it's like tough shit you're out of luck bye and just like end it there because we've given her multiple chances on stuff she's done before and we just don't know what to do from here because she's messed up so many times and like just not tried to be a good friend and by like not trying I mean like not reaching out and not scheduling stuff and it feels like me and the other girl do a lot of the work and then she anytime we do go out with her like let's say we go out on a night out of the town and she gets absolutely shit-faced and apologizes but I mean you know your actions speak louder than words and she ends up doing it every time anyways and it's a really red flag that she's never had any really close friends before. She always says that we're the closest friends she's ever had, and she's never really had best friends. I'm like, mm, but like, that's always been a red flag in my case. But I guess the question I'm asking is like, is it our job? Does it make us bad friends for cutting it off, or should we try to be generous? kind understanding people by continuously giving her chances but maybe keeping her at arm's distance or should we continue being her like bff and i guess we're not like bff because i can't be super super real with her or else this probably wouldn't be happening but any advice would be way more than helpful because she is just a train wreck right now and i don't really know what to do so do you fix your friends or do you just burn the bridge well those are not your only two options um 
I have so many questions. Are you still coworkers? Because if you're still coworkers, like you have to go about this in a like much different way than you can in social situations because you could literally like you could be fired for making a hostile work environment and like mm-hmm. cutting off a friend, even if it's like doesn't happen at work, like your friends outside of work and she feels ganged up on, like you could literally get fired for if you miss if you handle this wrong. But I wish you gave more examples on like what this was because like I I don't de- like when you're saying like she's but you specifically said she's a shit show right now so to me I'm like oh so something has shifted and changed and like the two instances that you gave of like oh she doesn't really reach out as much and she doesn't schedule things like we have to schedule them and then when we hang out and go out like she's getting like absolutely wasted and then apologizes after that sounds like she is like depressed and self-medicating with alcohol. Like it doesn't sound like she's in a great mental space. And especially because she's apologizing afterwards. So like she's embarrassed and she's feeling shame of how she's acted afterwards. And then it keeps happening. She doesn't want to keep doing that. Like people don't, sometimes like people who like have had like a really bad, embarrassing night out and they apologize afterwards. Like they're like, I'm never, I'm not going to ever do that again. Like you don't, you don't like make the choice to continue to do that over and over if everything's like going well because you know it's not you don't like the actions you're doing you don't keep keep doing them because they serve you you keep doing them because you feel like that's the only way to cope or that's the only option that you have or whatever it is so we've said this before but like I would probably just like reach out and just say like hey I just feel like you've changed recently in like how our relationship has gone and like, you know, it used to kind of feel a little bit more split of like who was asking who to hang out and stuff. And it feels like you've kind of like pulled back. And I just wanted to like check in on you and see if you're doing okay. And I'm not coming at this point from a place of like judgment or stuff, but I do get a little like start have started to feel like a little bit worried and like something might be going on. Um, especially when we go out and you are, are, are drinking a lot. And then it's clear the next day that you're like upset with yourself for doing that. And I just, if you could like let me in and yeah and i want to touch on where you said her not having friends before oh. is a red flag i don't think that's necessarily a red flag some people just it's just harder for them to bond with others maybe they're a person that got picked on maybe they just have social anxiety mate and that might be why she's coping with alcohol when they go out when you y'all go out but i if you're her friend and you have used the word BFF and she believes that you're her best friend, then that means that she feels closer to you than she has with other people. And so a real friend would ask why. Yeah. And so ask her why she doesn't reach out so much. Ask her why when y'all go out, does she feel the need to drink so much? It could also be like, because she hasn't had close friends before, she feels like what she's doing is enough. Or she's scared that if she does more, then she'll lose you as a friend. So again, just getting down to the why of things could answer a lot of questions for you. Yeah, I agree. Like there's a chance that like all of her other friends said that she came on too strong. And so I understand the idea of thinking that someone who doesn't, hasn't had maintained friends is like, that's a red flag. But I think it's much more nuanced than that. I think it's a red flag if someone has 
not maintained any friendships and points and doesn't recognize what their parts in different things of that were. I think that's a red flag of it's like, no, it was everyone else in that. And even like, I've, I've had a slew of toxic friends and that wasn't my fault. Like, it's not, I'm not victim blaming myself, but I can recognize now I'm like, I was in those situations because I, I had really low standards for the people I was surrounding myself mm-hmm. with. And then it was, I was accepting shitty behavior. I had other toxic people in my life. And so I had been conditioned to think that that was okay. And it was that, that that's what it looked like when someone was caring about me. And I now recognize that that was my own trauma, my own insecurities that were playing a part in how I ended up in those friendships. And I also made the choice to get out of those friendships. And now I make the active choice to not get into those friendships again. That's, if someone can't do that, that is a red flag. And Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. Just that person needs therapy. And you don't have to be friends with someone who's a shitty friend who's like not wanting to work on themselves. But yeah, like you said, like if you were best friends at any point, you referred to each other as that. It's what you're saying is that this has been a shift in how she's been acting. I always think that when someone is doing something that is like has is negative as opposite of their character and that is like in the negative side and all of that, I don't think we should assume that that is their true colors. I mm-hmm. I think it's always better like you became friends with a certain person because of certain things, how they treated you. And I think it's a very fair expectation to continue to expect the person you became friends with to main, to be that person. And if they're not, that's not an attack on you. That's usually something's up with them. And I think that should be met with like, just like you said, just asking why or being like, hey, I just wanted to check in with you and see what's up. And that doesn't mean that like, regardless of what her answer is, like she could have been totally like masquerading as a kind person. And it's like the absolute worst at this point, but you didn't give enough examples of me think of like her being like, like a malicious or a mean person. It seems to me like it's kind of like self-destructive behavior. And that's not done from it. That's done maliciously at yourself, not at other people. Mm -hmm. And I think if you go to this with compassion, it's you have a high likelihood of getting back that good friend that you really liked, as opposed to just kind of cutting your losses. And I think it's, like you said, I think it's important to not, I think it's important to like, just have a sit down conversation with her one on one. And not just as a response to her behavior that you don't like, because that's not helpful in like the broad scheme of the friendship, especially if she's still learning how to be a good friend. Like for me personally, like, please course correct me in like a day to day thing if something pops up. But if there's like an overarching thing that's happening, I would all, I would rather know and then be able to have a conversation to address that and work on that versus real not know that I'm failing a test that I don't know that I'm taking. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because you're saying that you're giving her these chances and like, should we give her one more? I'm like, is she aware of that? Because that I think is a really, that's not if a fair position know. to put someone in. Yeah. But if you still work at the company, I, my, my true advice is can keep these relationships as coworkers and be friendly, but I would put some distance between you and the other girl as well. And I would, I would maybe get drinks uh, over the holidays, maybe a couple times a year for people's birthdays. But like, I would not have this be a, a really core staple friend group because 
trios are bad. Trios of coworkers slash friends are even worse. Yeah. A duo of coworker friends is terrible. So. Mm-mm. All right. Next call. Yes. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm a longtime listener and first time caller. I'm calling because I feel like I'm finally having my first real breakup. I'm a 20-year-old female who uses she, her pronouns, and my ex-boyfriend is also 20 and uses he, him pronouns. I'm in therapy, but would appreciate your take on my situation. I've had a few relationships prior to this one, but never saw a future with them, which is why I feel this one is affecting me this much. This one was different. I moved away to a different state for college and met my ex while here. We dated for 11 months and some change, and I thought everything was going great. Then one day, without any explanation, he broke up with me. This hurt like hell, and I had no warning, and I truly believe I love him and still do. Chad salt to the wound, we are a part of the same friend group, and now group interactions are awkward. I've tried to talk to him, but he's been very closed off about what led to the breakup. I should also mention this was his first relationship. I'm also struggling as I have medical issues that have made my life difficult and diagnosed depression and anxiety as well. To the best of my knowledge, this did not have any impact on the breakup, but has made the healing time harder. I guess my questions are, is there any way to go about winning him back? Or if not, how do I move on from my first big heartbreak and getting closure? I've grown up watching you, Megan, and Melissa, I'm so glad to have met you through the podcast. You really are such an important part of my week. Thank you so much. That's so kind. There is no winning him back because he is not a prize. You are a prize. I was about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> like we don't fight for. I mean, like you can give to show that you're still interested in and in being in a relationship, but po- both people have to be giving the same amount of energy, and he's you can, giving you nothing. You can go to battle with your partner, and you're on the same team. That's what you fight for. You fight for your unit when you're on the same team against outside forces. You do not go to battle for a boy, a girl. You don't go to battle for anybody. You don't go to battle for someone who's not buying it. You don't go. To, you don't go to. Ba- you don't go to battle for for a, for a crush for someone you like. You don't. No. You don't go to battle alone. Like that's not what this is. That's not what that's for. And I think it sucks that he's not giving you an honest answer or like about like what happened and what went down. Usually. What that means is <laughs> that um, the reasoning and the answer is going to make him look pretty bad, and you have a mutual friend group, and so he would probably he would probably prefer you to stay in this limbo of trying to win him back because it makes him look good. And so I would resign from trying to figure out what that is, and I would just decide what it is. And I think like right. decide that like he has feelings for uh, someone else who's in your friend group or he cheated or he is a closeted Trump supporter and he stormed the Capitol and he is going to prison. Like, come up with what it is and that there's no redeeming qualities about that and realize that that's why he hasn't told you because he wants... There are some people who are just like that who... Yeah, they want to be even after you've broken up that they want to be admired and they want to be like thought of so positively after and people aren't not telling you what happened to quote unquote spare your feelings or whatever. They're doing it to spare their feelings and Mm -hmm. their own ego. And also he's 20 years old and this is his first relationship. 
means he has poor communication skills, obviously. And he also might not even know what specifically it is. It might just be a feeling, but he doesn't have a way to express that. But him say, if he said that to you, that would be an explanation. And he's, again, giving you nothing. So you yeah. give him nothing back. You don't, yeah. you don't go to battle for this man. No, and like you need to talk to your close friends and you need to not be in the same rooms as him. You need to not be at these parties and all that stuff. Like you, you need to have some space. And if your friends are good friends, they're not going to want to pressure you and they're going to be like, okay, cool. Like, we'll like, let's take some separation and time. Even when there's no sides to pick in that sense, because it for, for he's kept it really fucking vague. And so people don't really know, like it's, it's not like people can take strong stances on sides. A, me, yeah, I would, I would, because it's me. And I'm, if if you just dumped someone who I cared about and then you offered zero explanation, I'd be like, yeah, you can't hang out until you can have some better communication skills. This is just not the, I we are not the group of people for you to practice that on. Like you already tried once and it didn't work out. But also this is college and this is probably going to happen more than one time. Yeah, so like, have a, enough separation for like a month, couple weeks where you're not talking about, and even like you're not talking about him. Like, and your friends, like, don't tell mm-hmm. me if you see him, like, don't bring that up. Don't be like, oh, he told me the funniest story. Just like, let's keep him out of the conversation for a chunk of time. And the the thing is, is that like, I think in, in movies and books and even just our own imagination, we can think of that like, oh, well, there might be a reason that he broke up with me that like, if he told me it would be okay. And it's like a courageous reason that he's like thinking about me and that there's like, and there's still an in and all of that. He broke up with you because regardless of what the, the crux, the, 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 the specifics or the intricacies of it is he broke up with you because he was done with the relationship and didn't see it moving further. And you did. And the, the thing that makes a relationship last is just two people on the same page. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why people date and break up and do all of these things over and over and over again until they find that person and they find their person. Like it's like a puzzle piece. Like you have to constantly be searching for it. And it's not the first person who you have those feelings for. It's the first person that you both have those same feelings at the same time and they move at the same pace. That mm-hmm. is that is how you end up with somebody and that and you want the same things in your life and you you need all of those like think of it like a a treasure hunt you need to check off all of those things and that's like okay this is it like this is how i know and you checked off the first one which was that you re- saw a future with this person you really cared about them that's great i'm <laughs> not going to lie to you i personally think that's the hardest one I think the hardest one is to find someone that you really like. There's a lot of people who I'm have similar like morals to similar belief systems, like similar lifestyles, but I don't like everybody. And for me, the, the thing that like kept me going when it came to dating is every time I liked someone, even if it didn't work out, I was like, there's still more people out there that I like. Like there's still, this is, this means that I can, I can like somebody else. Like, this is so cool that this happened once because that means it can happen again. And then it happens twice. And then you're like, it can happen again. Like, I'm just 
I'm building the sample size of the fact that it can happen and it will over and over and over again until the rest of the things start getting checked off. But I think when we're when we're younger, like there are everything is like you said, like same friend group in college, all of these things are kind of a given. So it feels like everything else has been checked off and you're just waiting for you to like somebody. And you're just waiting for that feeling to be there to kind of be like that final thing. And it it's it's not like, and that's why I think college, I honestly think high school breakups and college breakups are some of like the worst because you're so enmeshed and entrenched in every part of your lives. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because you're low key you more like a divorce. Them. Yeah, because when and like you- co-parenting. When you break up with people after college, you don't have to see these people again, you know? No, like I had like one of my more serious relationships as like an adult. Like, I don't think of him. I don't see him. We're not, we have no Mm -hmm. mutual friends. We don't follow each other on social media. None of that. But like my high school boyfriend, we still have a ton of mutuals. And if I went back home, I would probably see him there. And that was a lot harder to get over also because it's like, you've divorced and you're co-parenting and you have to, and you're in st- your roommates, you have to see them mm-hmm. all the fucking time. And so I would just honor that fact that like, I not to say like, don't date in college, but just know that like, that is going to be heightened. And it's, it means it's really convenient when it works and it's really fun when it works. And it means it's really fucking heartbreaking when it doesn't. So like, if you want to try and like, you know, date some people who aren't maybe in the friend group, if that works better for you, but just knowing that if it happened once, it can happen again. And there is no what ifs when someone else isn't on the same page as you, because you don't, you would never want to sell someone on the idea of you or anything like that. Like that's doing yourself a disservice. And there's somebody else, there's tons of other people out there who are I used to say this like express, I don't even know how you say it, but like an expression of like expiration dates, like every relationship has an expiration date. You can keep drinking the milk afterwards, but you're going to get sick or the day has come, you toss it out. Maybe you wasted some milk and you're like, Mm -hmm. shit, like, ugh, I wish I would have drank this faster, paced myself throughout the day. I didn't, but it's so much better to be a little like, ugh, what if then I'm vomiting for days? Like it's only going to get painful if you hold on to something like that and you're just doing yourself mm-hmm. a disservice. But this Agreed. sucks. It does suck. Try not to date in your friend group. My high school boyfriend and I had the same major and then we broke up in college and then the next guy I was with was also in the same major. So it was just a lot going on. So try to date people in a completely different college and not in your friend group. Yeah, my big, my most devastating breakup, like my high school breakup was like rough, but that was slightly easier for like the length that it was much longer. I dated someone in college for not even that long. And that was so hard. Like it was just Mm -hmm. so fucking hard. Also because you don't, those friends, they don't necessarily feel like they owe you as much. And so you don't really want to ask as much of people. So you're, you don't have as great of a support system always. And then you're forced to be around them all the time. Like, right. it's really hard. And that's a universal thing. And as hard as it is, it doesn't mean that like, oh, someone someone really good got away. That's just kind of how college re- relation. It's kind of just how it is. And it, it's, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like summer camp, you know, but year mm-hmm. round. Right. 
I was pretty devastated All about right. my camp crush too. Well, I only went to cheer camp and it was either guys that were gay that haven't come out the closet yet or women. And since I'm not into women, there was just nothing there for me. So Dude. I can't relate. But imagine if you were into women at cheer camp. I feel like they probably had so much fun. Yeah. Like, so... It was... When I was in high school, there weren't that many guy cheerleaders. But when my sister Melanie was in high school, she had a lot more. And yeah, those guys, you could tell. Oh, I mean, hell yeah. Especially if in a conservative area and if like your parents are don't know and like you have mm-hmm. to keep things like that. Like and you're with this, you get a free that their their ignorance yeah. is, is to your benefit in that sense. Yeah. It's like on uh, Bring It On. Remember? Yes. Yes, I do. All right. Well, we're going to take another break. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. from our break now it's time for don't blame them Woo! don't blame them is where listeners will call in with their own advice pertaining to calls we have aired on previous episodes so maybe they have personal experience maybe it's they're in the profession that is the call is in regards to or maybe they just have some brand new insight that we didn't come to ourselves or they like the sound of their own voice to which i say Relatable. I don't even know if I like the sound of my own voice. I just can't stop talking clinically. It's called ADHD. It's terminal. Hello, I'm calling in for the um, call where someone wanted to move to LA and they only have $3,000 to do so. And I want to second what Megan and Melissa said and say, do not do that. Um, I moved to the Pacific Northwest about four years ago with about $3,000, and that was barely enough. I had to have someone co-sign for my apartment. Like, I wasn't even expecting to get an apartment right away. Um, so I would recommend moving somewhere else on the coast that you like, somewhere else that's liberal, and start there, get a job, get situated, live there for a year or so, and then save up your L.A. money to move down to L.A. and hopefully look for friends that are going to live in L.A. Soon. Someone you trust someone you can live with because you cannot really do that by yourself. My friend just moved here, uh, tried to do that, and she has over $10,000 saved, nearly fifteen, and she spent $1,500 in two weeks at her Airbnb. And she, if she had like $3,000, she wouldn't have been able to even buy the She's like really good at saving stuff, so she was able to move up here to where I'm at and live with me for the next couple of months to get her and so that maybe in a couple of months or maybe she can move back down to LA once she has higher paychecks. Like if you haven't been working in LA and you're from somewhere else where the minimum wage is a lot lower, you are really not going to be able to even qualify for the apartments. And when I moved out here three years ago, I started looking for jobs like three or six months before. So definitely like wait it out. Also don't move in January. Like that's probably the worst time to move because that's when a lot of places don't even rent out their apartments because like, the new year and Christmas and everything, it just makes it really difficult. So save up a little more money, maybe move somewhere else that's super liberal on the coast and move your way down. <laughs> Great advice. I didn't even like specifically the part of the minimum wage, you're going to be mm-hmm. paid more in California because the cost of living is higher, but Ohio dollars doesn't. are going to go farther in Ohio than like LA dollars that will might take you far in other places, but you're not going to, there's not, not much comparable unless you're, yeah, that's great yeah. call. And also, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but like, that's, I, not only do I think that's great advice because like conceptually it is like, that's literally what I, I did. And like consciously did when I went to college, I was like, I want to end up in LA 
I'm going to go close to LA and then I'm going to work and I'm going to save my money. And I commuted and traveled and did all of that fucking shit, logged that time. And as much as gas is expensive, if you are like freelancing or doing stuff driving for to work farther to LA, you can write that off for taxes. And so like, there are ways to, to do that. And as somebody who did it, it also makes the reward and the payoff all that sweeter because you really, not that other people don't work for it or don't earn it, but you're, 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 you're battling it every day and working towards it every day. And like visually you're seeing it in the distance as you drive to it. And then you're driving back, you see it in your review mirror. And like, it's like a tangible goal. Like it's the best kind of vision board to yeah. achieve it. Yeah. And like I said, I lived with a friend for the first six months and then I moved in with somebody that was subleasing their place um, because their sister lived in one of the rooms, but it was like a shitty apartment. Like I've never lived. If my parents knew how I was living, they would have, but I was trying to be more independent and not let them know, but they would have, you know, given me money or made me come home. Um, (laughs) And you're like, maybe this is what adult life is. I've just been sheltered from it. Uh huh. But I was only at that place um, for like three months. And I knew that, but I knew that I would have a little bit more time to save up a little bit more money. And then and I got a job in that time. And then I moved to the condo that I lived in for a while with somebody. So it, there are steps like, but again, $3,000 is not going to get you far at all. No. And it's, it's, it's like just going to Vegas and gambling at all. Like you're not going to see anything at the end of it. And Mm -hmm. it took you so long to save up that. And it's always better to to save up more than to, to try and it's not like a make it work situation. Mm -hmm. Like a cushion is always good. I'm like a big saver in general. And there is, regardless of what your income is, there is a sense of security in having in having any any amount of cushion, but just even a little cushion. Like mm-hmm. it's the more cushion you have, the more you can relax and the more you feel secure. And it's it's built slowly. But yeah. I wonder if they are gonna move. I wonder if they have looked into it more. Let us know. Let us know, please. We love updates. So if you have called from a previous episode and if you've been on and we've given you advice and you want to give us an update, shoot us an email, meganpodcast at gmail.com. We will coordinate having you either send us in something or if the holidays are coming up and you have some time off, we can hop on a, on a Zoom and hear from you, ask you follow-up questions, let us know what happened, blah, blah, blah. But I, you know, I think we're also okay with you sending in something to let us know the update maybe if you didn't look so good and and we kind of we we ripped you apart maybe maybe you don't want to show us your face (laughs) i get it you could also hop on the zoom without your face or you could just send us a video send or an audio message let us know all right i've got a review though (gasps) makes me laugh while at work five stars I love this podcast so much. It makes the work day go by and I have to keep myself from laughing out loud, out loud, a billion stars. Thank you. We appreciate. I, again, I love the imagery 
of people listening to us talking about, you know, fisting and, you know, uh, uh, God smiting you for having a dream where you get railed. Like, I love the idea of that. Well, my brain goes to like the, like how a child thinks of jobs. Like my brain goes to like someone in a lab, just like typing things or like performing mm-hmm. open heart surgery with an AirPod in and being like, oh, <laughs> these girls <laughs> or an astronaut <laughs> going to space. Like I'm just thinking of like, what career do you want in like flashcards? <laughs> like that's right. how I think a marine biologist tra- training a dolphin or not. You guys, you don't train dolphins if you're a marine biologist, but as a child, I was like, that's what they do. You know, working with dolphins, all of that. So let us know the job. Maybe don't get specific, but I would love to know when people are like, oh, uh, isn't it work? I'm like, what's your field? What and mm-hmm. what's your medium? Like, are you listening to the pod? Is it one air- one headphone in, one headphone out? Like, are you, is, is the video in another tab? Is it like all small? Like, how do you, do you hide the titles from your phone? Do you like turn your brightness down? Always curious to hear. Yeah. Well, that is it for our episode. We hope you all enjoyed. And if you felt compelled to leave a review after that beautiful one, don't fight the urge. Cave into those feelings and write a five-star review. We'll see you tomorrow. Go comment on our Instagram the weirdest sex dream you had, either the contents of the dream or who it was involving or just like a weird instance that happened in said dream. Yeah, I like that. Maybe it'll make, make us feel better. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso.